We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everybody, welcome back, Roto Grinders NBA Morning Grind. I'm the Luch filling in for Stevie, and I'm joined by the Chief Will Priester. The boys are back together. What's going on, my man? The boys are back in town, uh, doing great, man. Uh, coming on, talking some NBA. Looks like we'll be be here for a little bit while Stevie deals with you know his family stuff, and uh, I I can't wait to come on these shows and just just talk a little bit of NBA. Always excited. Love basketball. Absolutely my favorite sport of all time. It's the one sport I played all the way through high school and was going to play in college. And uh, so, you know, I am happy to be here, man. Let's get it cracking. Let's do it. Usually we have plenty of time for shenanigans and draft debates and trade debates and the whole nine. But we got 11 games and there's a ton of injury news. So I think we should just dive. 10 games. 10 games. 10 games. Good. I'm making we, that. we can pump up the shenanigans just a touch. I'm just, just kidding. Well, we got three at 7.30. Sacramento and Miami are kicking off the slate, and uh, Miami's on the second leg of a back-to-back. Here's the thing. Tyler Hero got hurt in Tuesday night's game. He didn't return. So uh, this could be a, a nice spot to target, uh, a pace-up spot for Miami against Sacramento. You know, we know the story with the Kings. Uh, and on the flip side, uh, De'Aaron Fox uh, had a pretty bad knee injury. Uh, he's definitely out for Wednesday's game. He was having a fantastic start to the season as well. So that kind of stinks. But there could be some value here. Um, look, Looking to see uh, tomorrow definitely what kind of news we have after a shoot-around, um, especially without Tyler Hero. Second leg of a back-to-back. Maybe they sit one of their veteran guys. So, um, you know, you have guys like Gabe Vincent who are 3,700 who are going to get run. Max Drews continues to dominate. He's 5K, not a bad price against Sacramento. He has a real solidified role this season. Uh, And, of course, Caleb Martin as well uh, could be interesting here, especially if some of these other guys like Kyle Lowry or someone else takes a seat for the night. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, My assumption right now is Tyler Hero won't play. I'm just going to go with that assumption. Um, You know, Kyle Lowry. But if Kyle Lowry does play, man, I think think we're going to draw some interest here on this one where he's 5,900, 
you know, and, and probably will be expected to play a little bit. You already talked about our boy, uh, Max Struess. He's another guy that should be in there. He's 5K, uh, already priced up for the role, but should be able to get going against uh, Sacramento here. And then don't look now, but Bam Adebayo is 7,800, and he's going to be facing uh, Demonis Sabonis, who's just fouling at an, at an incredible clip this season so far. Has fouled out twice back-to-back, Luge. And, you know, at least three times this season, I don't know what's going on with Mr. Sabonis, but the fouls have really picked up this season. Uh, perhaps Jaron Jackson Jr. has infiltrated uh, his space, but you know, he, he's fouling galore. So Bam Adebayo should have his way here. But, yeah, love this Miami team. Shock I didn't mention Jimmy Butler a little bit more. At 8,800, I definitely think he's in play, uh, with, you know, just because of the spot, but it also is a back-to-back. No, I, I totally agree. Um, Kyle Lowry's been pretty good for his price. Rough, rough start to the season, but uh, he's hovering around that five and a half, six X mark at 5,900. So I think he draws some appeal as well. So up to see how the injury news shakes out there. I tell you what, if Tyler Hero doesn't play, I hope Max Struess opens up at two and a half, three pointers again, because I will hit the over at that again. If that's the case, uh, I took that on Tuesday and uh, he had a hell of a game. So we'll see what happens. You know, uh, Sabonis is a guy I'm willing to take a risk on, though. You know, with the usage bump he should get here. We'll have to see. I mean, Davion Mitchell finally broke out, and Malik Monk, they're both uh, in the low 4K range there. Uh, of course, Kevin Herter is always a GPP option. Tough matchup against Miami, but uh, Monk and and Mitchell are definitely cheap enough to still do some damage at their prices. Let's see here. We'll uh, move on to my bad. I was muted, bro. Sorry. That's all good. Yeah, r- rookie, rookie mistake. But I was just gonna say, Monk and Mitchell have uh, been playing okay, and Mitchell had a really good game previously. I mean, he came off the bench firing, and I mean, really dialed it up on I me. Mean, you saw he had twenty three points, and of course, I was watching that game because that was my Charlotte Hornets. So that's why I know he just. I mean, he just absolutely lit us up from the jump, like right off the rip. Now he was very efficient. Shot eighty one point eight percent from the field. We won't see that this next game but he had more shot attempts which was very encouraging for a guy that could be coming off the bench here boston and cleveland these two played recently darius garland is questionable for wednesday that's the big one tell you what (laughs) donovan mitchell continues to play like a superstar with the cleveland cavaliers he dropped 51 fantasy points against the Celtics. I know he played 46 minutes, but that's still over a DK point per minute. Uh, and against the Knicks, another slow, kind of tough team. He had 69 DK points, uh, and he had a ton of assists. And I, I think um, some of that will definitely has to do with him handling the ball a little bit more without Darius Garland. So I'm not playing Darius Garland regardless, you know, uh, coming back here. But if he's out, even in a tough matchup, I do have tournament appeal uh, for Donovan Mitchell. I don't really have much interest in this game value-wise. It's basically kind of just getting the studs in my player pool here. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and Donovan Mitchell is a guy that I've mentioned and that I keep talking about, and nobody wants to get on his upside. But in Cleveland right now, what, what I'm loving is the, the peripherals most games. Like, 
This man had 12 assists against the Knicks, along with 38 points and three rebounds. I think we'd take, even if he had 28 points, he still would have been at 60, Luch. Like, I, I'm liking the peripherals here that we're getting. And so I, I'm very encouraged by by what we're seeing from Donovan. So at, even at 9,400, especially if Garland is out, the upside is there. Uh, so I, I like him a ton. We've got Jared Allen at 6,800. Um, you know, it, it's a tough, slightly tough price because we don't ever know when Jared Allen is going to have that big upside game. Um, I'd much rather play him against a team like Sacramento or something like that. Mobley's just been kind of mediocre here. Like he'll probably have some games where the upside is there, uh, you know, but, but overall at 6,200, I think he's priced, you know, pretty much where he should be. When it comes to Cleveland, especially with the Lavert at sixty seven hundred now, the one guy I think you want to get exposure to is Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Tatum's always in play. Jalen Brown is always in play as well. Um, they'll probably come in pretty low owned on this mega slate here, just because of the matchup and all the other options. Uh, that being said, let's move on. We got one more seven thirty game. We got the Knicks in Atlanta. Back at the Garden. We know Trey Young loves playing at the Garden, and they love him there. So what are your first thoughts on the, the Hawks and the Knicks here tonight? Well, the, the Knicks still aren't defending point guards extremely well so far this season. Um, and, you know, now they've kind of got their hands full with 1A and 1B, DeJounte and Trey. So I, I like Trey here. Uh, I'm not – at 9,900, I don't feel like he's a must-play. Like, I don't feel like he has more upside than, let's say, Donovan Mitchell right now. I'm saying consistently is what I'm saying. He's got equal upside, but I'm saying consistently. Donovan doesn't have his his 1B to roll with him like Trey does with, with John Tate Murray. So that's kind of where I am there. Uh, also, you know, John Collins is a guy that I've been playing um, because the minutes have been stable, but they tailed off a bit the past couple of games. Now, he did foul out against Toronto, but he was in the mid-30s, and now the past few games he's down, uh, you know, in the, in the lower 30s. So I'm, I'm not thrilled about that. Um, and then we've got, of course, Clint Capella at 5,100. I wish he was playing 30 minutes every game, but they're not, they're not giving him 30 every game either. So you just kind of can't play all these random guys. Yeah, Uh, you know, also, like, Brunson has proven to be one more mouth to feed on this offense. And, you know, you see these cheaper prices on the Knicks, but they're kind of justified right now, right? He's another guy with the ball in his hands that's going to play like 40, uh, you know, 35 minutes a game kind of thing. I think they're good cash game plays. I don't know what the ceilings are in some of these Knicks right now. Like, I want to play Julius Randle. He's sub-8K. I want to play R.J. Barrett. He's 6,300. But uh, Brunson is a new factor who really matters. So um, I definitely can't argue with playing any of these guys. It's just a little tough to figure out right now early in the season, um, you know, and figuring out their ceilings and everything like that. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you 100%. Want to talk about your Hornets and the Bulls, who are on a second leg of a back-to-back? Yeah, Hornets, Bulls. Hopefully the Hornets come out uh, and, and play some good basketball. I'd love to see that. 
Um, you know, one one good thing about the Hornets is, you know, we kind of know where the production is coming from. We know Terry's pretty much going to be out again. You know, we know that Martin is pretty much going to be out again, which leaves us none other than Dennis Smith Jr., uh, uh, Gordon Hayward, and then we're going to get Kelly Oubre. Those guys are going to be leading the charge for the scoring. Now, I know P.J. Washington had a big game the other night, uh, two big games back-to-back, uh, and I don't mind a little bit of exposure to him as well. But typically, the scoring is going to come and all the production is going to come from those three guys. Uh, and I definitely think those are guys that, that we can look at. Yeah, Dennis Smith's been so good. Pretty consistent, too. I mean, they're all kind of getting there, you know, in the mid 6K range. They're they're priced up there, you know, with their rules, with these guys uh, being out. But I think Dennis Smith uh, could be my favorite play. I wouldn't be shocked to see uh, a couple people sit for Chicago. It's expected that Zach Levine is going to be out Wednesday. Nothing official as of right now. But if he's out, you know exactly where to go. You start looking at DeMar DeRozan. You start looking at Vush. And you can even play some of these. Uh, cheaper pieces uh, for the Bulls for some value. But, uh, you know, I'm curious to see what DeRozan points prop opens up at before this news becomes official. Uh, DeRozan would probably turn into an elite cash game option as well at 8,500 if Levine is ruled out against the Hornets. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, probably one of the best plays on the board tomorrow is going to be Vucevic at 8K. Uh, he should be a re machine just like, you know, the other night in Brooklyn, last night in Brooklyn. And you already talked about DeRozan at 8,500. If, if Levine is out, then he, he's big time in play for sure. Yeah. Anybody else from this game you want to mention? I mean, there are these cheap Chicago value pieces. Um, if Kobe White is also out again, you can look at Gordon Dragic a bit, who played pretty well against the Nets. A uh, bunch of interesting names here to monitor. You're going to be looking for some value in Chicago, most likely. Uh, yeah, I mean, if, if, if those guys are out, then that, that's what you'll be looking at. Absolutely. Milwaukee and Detroit. Are we worried about a blowout here, Chief? Uh, absolutely. Like, Milwaukee should essentially handle business here. So I, I, I definitely think there should be some worry there should be some concern, and uh, so, yeah, I, I think that's what we need to do. Worry, be concerned. <laughs> this, this should be a blowout. It, it should be a blowout for sure. So hear me out. If I'm playing Giannis, I'm going to correlate lineup bills that I'm pairing him with probably Cunningham or Ivy or someone that could have a ceiling game because, like, we know Giannis has smashed in blowouts before, but on a 10-game slate, it probably, especially with a guy like Luka Doncic, it would probably have to – be a perfect scenario for a Giannis blowout, you know, to be optimal. I think that that's just my spin. Like I'd rather, you know, there are some gross options to run it back with, but I mean, we've seen Kate Cunningham's upside recently, right? Like he's on a bit of a heater here, uh, Atlanta, Golden State, Milwaukee, and he's kept them fairly close in these games too. Like they haven't gotten blown out. So I like the idea of pairing Cade with Giannis and I don't think Cade will be super highly owned on this huge slate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. At 8,100, I could be wrong, but I think that'll be the case. Um, I think he'll be coming in fairly low owned. So I think if you pair him with the honest, I kind of like that for large field GPP. So what are your thoughts about that? I mean, so Kane is a wild card, right? Like, you know, but he's also 8,100. And I have massive, massive respect for, uh, for Drew Holiday's defense. Like I just, I just do. So, you know, I this game still scares me with Milwaukee at home. Jaden Ivey, 6K, playing big minutes. Um, you know, you've got Sadiq Bey, who, man, bro, like his, his production is all over the place right now. Like you don't know what you're going to get from, from Sadiq Bey. I, I just so Bogdanovich, though, a guy that's been scoring, at, I mean, Pretty much 20-plus points a game every game this season outside of a handful. Uh, But he's not doing much else. Like, not going to have a whole lot of rebounds. Not going to have a whole lot of peripherals. And so with him being 5,900, he's averaging over 30 fantasy points a game, but he's up there to where his production is now. Uh, But but Bogdanovich is probably going to be a good real-life play um, in terms of props and things like that. Uh, Isaiah Stewart. Another guy that's played really well, put up 30 fantasy points in this fight the last time, and that was with foul trouble. I'd be willing to go back to the well on that one as well. You make a lot of good points here. A lot of good points. Let's want to move on to the Clippers in Houston. Yes, sir. I mean, we know Kawhi Leonard's out and Robert Covington's out. Paul George is coming off a 75 DK point game against the Houston Rockets. He's 9,800, though. Where's Paul George going to land? Where should you prioritize him kind of thing? If you had to guess, like, what's the situation here, Chief? I mean, well, they're in Houston. Don't care. Um, I mean, so so answer me this. What, what in the, And this is just a sidebar. What in the world is going on with Kawhi? I don't know, man. Like, bro, it's it's – he, he what what is happening here? Like he started the season playing light minutes, and now he's going to miss at least two more contests. Oh my gosh! Like is Kawhi Greg Odin, and we just don't know it yet. I mean, in his defense, he's had a decent career <laughs> and had some accolades. Sorry, I don't mean to laugh, but. Oh, I, I I hope he plays. I love watching that guy play basketball. You know why? Because, like, there's no one. 
him and Durant, but even Kawhi a little more, just kind of effortlessly gets to his spots on the floor. Like Michael Jordan and Kobe, they just effortlessly got to where they wanted to go on the floor, did that little pull-up jump shot at the elbow, a little fadeaway, and it's water every time, right? So I, I just love that because it's so vintage. So I want to see what this team could really do with all the talent they've brought in. Is it going to mesh? I don't know. It was pretty competitive without Kawhi. We've seen Paul George, you know, backpack this team in some playoff games the last couple of years without Kawhi. Now you're bringing John Wall, who's missed a lot of time too. They might be a work in progress, Chief, but they're not a team that I'm going to want to see uh, in the playoffs. Anyway, we can go off on a tangent here, but I mean, are there any Clippers that are not in play tomorrow? I do. You, like John Wall is still not playing enough minutes for me. I, I know he's cheap. But he's just not played enough minutes. Man, like, rather... so here's the weird thing about John Wall for me. Here's the weird thing. He's now down to 5,100. And he's playing Houston. He played OKC and put up 31 in 21 minutes, 12 shots. So we know when he comes off the bench, he's, he's going to try to do everything. And today he gets Houston. Like what? I, it's almost like old school Jamal Crawford. Like he's just going to come in and do everything. And he may end up with a 40 spot just in 20 minutes. I'm, I'm not saying it's actually going to happen. You get what I'm saying though, right? Like this is, if you're ever going to play John Wall, like th- this is the spot. Okay. I'm not doing it, but I, I get it. But I would definitely, I would definitely have interest in playing Paul George, maybe some Reggie Jackson. Uh, but Zubak, can we talk about the monster season Zubak's having? A monster, monster season. He's averaging just about a double-double, three blocks a game pretty much. And, so, and like, guess what? This guy used to play for the L.A. Lakers, folks. Did you, did you know that? This guy was uh, an L.A. Laker. Gave him away for a bag of chips. Yep. I think without Kawhi, now, I'm not sure Marcus Moore is playing a full allotment of minutes, how much that will affect him. But without Kawhi, if this game's not a blowout, he's definitely in the GPP consideration. And on this slate, who's going to want to pay 65 for Zubog? I don't think that many people. He'll carry some ownership, but I like that for tournaments quite a bit. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I don't hate Zubak one bit, not against Houston. Um, I'm in on it. You don't have to sell me on it, Vooch. I mean, Luch. Lo- love <laughs> – Love the love the Zubat call, and and I am in all Georgia as well. All right, I'm with you on that, Chief. Now on the Houston side of things, we're not getting a lot of these guys at the discounted prices we're used to getting them the last year or two. Jalen Green 6500 now, Kevin Porter 7700, Jabari Smith up to 6100, but now Sun Gun's back too. So you got another head in the back court, in the front court, excuse me, uh, to gobble up some minutes and some rebounds here. So. I am not sure where my interest lies. I might be willing to punt some KJ Martin and some large field tournaments for some value here. Um, KJ had a good game in the last game, I think, just yeah. generally speaking. Like, He's playing well. Yeah, yeah, fairly good game. Play, play, but the big thing was the minutes, right? Played played about 30 minutes, and lo and behold, he was stroking it. Uh, they, let, they let him cook a little bit, and he put up almost a 40 spot. Like, that – that's all we can ask for, you know, give, give our cheap guy a chance and then let, let him ride it to the money. Absolutely. 
anybody else on Houston be prioritizing? I don't. I wouldn't say I'm prioritizing anyone. I I just think when everyone's back in, like Kevin Porter has the 50 point upside, I guess. So old man Eric Gordon continues to play 30 minutes, and he's 4500. Like he's not as bad of a play as you think. I like it. I mean, he's hitting six to seven times value last couple of games, this price tag. So uh, I'm with it. Pretty decent yeah. volume. A couple peripherals here or there. I'm with it. Good call. Absolutely. Next game on the docket, my good friend. I have Toronto at San Antonio. Uh, we'll start with Toronto. Fred Van Fleet's questionable. Otto Porter also questionable. He hasn't played yet um this season but uh van fleet's a big deal because the spurs are a sloppy track meet pretty much up and down young team van fleet's out i have a ton of interest here of course a little worried about a blowout but it's the nba and i'm trying less to think about blowouts here but if van fleet's out i do have interest in siakam barnes and gary trent quite a bit i feel like this could be a big gary trent game here if van fleet's out yeah, it could. It could also be a big pass Siakam game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that uh, 9,500, I mean, what this guy is doing right now this season, last game against Atlanta, 31-12 and 6, uh, 61 and a half fantasy points, uh, definitely what we're, uh, what, what we're looking for here. So uh, that, that's, a, that's a big deal for me, you know, for a guy to go out here and, and just kind of dominate and, and and be the real spicy P. So uh, spicy P has been very spicy here recently. Uh, and let's hope that he can uh, he can keep that up. Also on this team, though, uh, in terms of, you know, other pieces, I do feel like Scotty Barnes is, like, priced where he should be, even though he's got 40-point upside. Like, like, this is where he should be priced, right? But you know who's not going to continue to get run or or is going to get some run this season? Chris Boucher, they're giving him about 20 minutes a game here, at least the past two games. I think we'll see something similar. Against the Spurs, I don't hate a little bit of a random, like if you're playing 150 lineups, get a sprinkle of Chris Boucher in there. And in 20 minutes of run, he could really get going. So I, I, I don't hate that call. Chris Boucher, a staple of one of our good friends of the Luchin Chief podcast. Another one of our good friends, Mr. Diallo, doesn't really play much anymore, so hopefully we can talk about him in the future somewhere. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Anyway, hey, the Spurs are 25th in – I'm sorry, 24th in defensive efficiency, which is bad, and they played the third highest pace so far in the season, so – if Van Fleet's out, Toronto is going to make a lot of sense. So let's just keep moving on here to the San Antonio side of the ball and talk about if there's anybody we want to run it back with because Devin Vassell's out. Devin Vassell is out, and Keldon Johnson is questionable. So that's pretty integral news as well. However, Trey Jones priced all the way up at 6,200. All the way up. Oh, Josh Richardson right behind him at 5,800. I understand they would be the guys, but. I just can't stomach that what their ceiling is on this 10-game slate. I don't know, Chief. I'm not really feeling at those prices. Yeah, same here. But the problem is, who are you going to call? 
Like if if big if Keldon Big Body Johnson is out, Trey Jones is going to play his minutes. Josh Richardson has already played thirty minutes. He's going to play another thirty minutes, which should open up a few more shots. If the game is very close, then you won't have to worry about it. You know he's going to play. Doug McDermott at forty three hundred is now going to become squarely in play. I'm sure projections are going to pop on him if Keldon is out. Uh, you know the, we've got uh, Jeremy Khan here, who you know. He'll probably get big minutes if, if Keldon's out. So that's what I'm saying. Like, th- there will be players available, and they will be very cheap outside of Richardson, Trey Jones, and Jakob Pola at 7K. You will still have value on the Spurs, and Pop won't be able to pop us because McDermott will have to play. Uh, Sokan will have to play. You know, and, and that's kind of where I am with this team. Well, I, I like Sokan, but if he doesn't play, it might be a base Diop game for some value. Thirty-seven hundred. He started. He started um, on the thirtieth against Minnesota, and uh, crushed value at thirty-seven hundred. So, um, if Sokan's out, I might want some base Diop. Hopefully, we get some of that news before lock eight o'clock Eastern game. That is absolutely, absolutely. Talk to me about Utah and Dallas. The Utah Jazz have fantasy relevance, and his name is Markinen. Or if you watched Grinders Live with me last year, it's Mark Kennan. But what a home he has found in Utah, Mr. Markinen here. 7,600 against Dallas. Can he play him for tournaments? I think he can. Now, this is going to be a much tougher matchup. Um, but, I mean, I, I think in tournaments, I, I think you get that exposure in there, like, Without without question, he's been playing really well, and uh, I, I've been on the Lori marketing train since the beginning of the season, and he hasn't failed me hardly any, especially in the props game. And I just keep playing him. Now we've adjusted now because this looks like his new role with a team, and so now the price is up, the prop lines are up, right? Like we're getting Lori marketing pretty much at twenty one and a half points. Seven and a half, eight and a half rebounds. So, you know, he's probably priced up across the board on the books and in our lives for fantasy. At 7,600, he's still got really good upside, but I don't think we need it against Dallas. I'm willing to pass this this time, willing to pass and wait until we get what I would consider to be a possibly a more advantageous matchup. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I want some exposure. I want to make sure I have some of him with my Luca shares, though. I wouldn't say I want to totally glue Markin into Luca, but I would definitely want some of that run back. Uh, Vanderbilt's been interesting. He's just not getting the burn I'd like him to, to get, really. Anybody else on Utah you are looking at, or should we hop over to Dallas? Which, nah, let's, let's talk Dallas. Yeah, let's talk Luca. I mean, Luca's Luca, phenomenal matchup. The Utah Jazz are no longer the defensive mogul they were before they traded everybody. Christian Wood is considered questionable. So if he's out, that could open the door for someone like Spencer Dinwiddie to just have some more usage, not necessarily take Wood's role. Uh, but Wood is a usage hog. So if Christian Wood is out, I mean, we could be talking Maxi Kleber sighting. You know, Darian Finney-Smith is the same old story every year, no usage. Plays 40 minutes, either has like 12 fantasy points or 40, and most likely it's it's, it's not the latter, most likely. Uh, but there could be some sneaky late value here. 
Don't bury the lead. The lead is Tim Hardaway Jr. is now going to take 30 shots. If there's no Christian Wood in the second unit, because Dinwiddie's pretty much starting every game, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. is going to just shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot. And at 4,500 loops, if Christian Wood is out, my favorite play on this team outside of Luka is actually THJ with, with his – He's, he's going to take so many shots. I like that call quite a bit. I like it for tournaments. I don't think anybody will really be on him either. So I like that a lot. We have two games left, and in case you want some entertainment, if you like other people in pain, I just hit 12 of 13 legs on an SGP for the Miami-Golden State game. You know which one I missed? Steph Curry over 24 and a half. Didn't hit 24 and a half. He had 23. <laughs> but he had a triple-double. What is he, Russell Westbrook now? Good yeah, of, of of course, of course, he goes over. I mean, under the the uh, under the points prop, and had had you taken PRA, you would have blown past it. Blown yes. past it. The name of the game. I had a nice little profit boost on DK, so it would have been uh, would have been thirty four to one. So I could have made a little coin while we were on the podcast here. Uh, instead, I didn't. At least on that parlay. But we had a good good night at Scores and Oz. We uh, we did pretty well, Chief. So I saw your picks over there. Uh, and if you're tuning in for the first time or you don't know Scores and Oz, we have premium picks. We have some freebies over there. You're going to want to check out Scores and Oz. Our, all of our uh, expert teams are, are really crushing it. NFL, college, hockey, basketballs in full swing. Got to love what we have over there, Chief, right? Yeah, man. Scores and Oz is crushing it. And, in fact, I, I missed – too many calls today. I, I did get some of them in. Like, of course, I got my own in. Um, you know, uh, I, I did take SGA, and he's at 34 points. Uh, I think I, I put in Andrew Wiggins, of course, took Wiggins. Wiggins scored uh, – God, I feel like Wiggins scored, what, 20? No. How many points did Wiggins have tonight? 19, 20, somewhere up in there? But well over – yeah, 21, excuse me. Definitely over at six and a half. If you're able to get on scores and odds, then you know we're posting. You know, my boy Luch had a sweat for uh, Bam Adebayo's rebounds. I think I think he had that sweat. And I mean, my question it, I is, missed, I missed I missed Curry's points. Yeah, so there. I mean, you were so close, so close. But my scores and odds write up was Max Struess over two and a half three pointers. And if Tyler Hero is out, I'm going to smash over two and a half three-pointers on Struess again. His role is for real. I, I can't emphasize it enough. Yeah, uh, and I, I took Tyler Hero under five and a half rebounds as well. I didn't write that one up, but I took that. And, of course, I I, kinda, I mean, I still think he was going under, but I kind of luck boxed that one because, you know, he got poked in the eye and pretty much got an automatic check on that one. The problem is, guess what's going to hold hold me back from, from really – Boosting the profit on that card, Luch. What's that? Steph Curry over 23 and a half. The card buster of the night. Yeah, card buster night. So uh, it is what it is. That's uh, that's what we do. It is what it is. Got to regroup and move on. And let's talk about Memphis and Portland. Yeah, man. This so Memphis. Some... I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say this certainly has some fantasy appeal. Yeah, I mean, especially if Desmond Bain is out. Like, I, I kind of need Bain to just sit, right? You know who else I'd like to sit? Like, if Hart, if Josh Hart sits and Bain sits, then now we've got time. I feel like we've got enough. So, 
you know, perhaps um, if Bain sits, then I think that'll open it up a little bit more for a guy like Dylan Brooks to really get those shots up um, and have his chance to thrive at 5,900. Against Portland, I would definitely be taking a shot. You'd have John Concher, who, who, would, who would have really stable minutes, and perhaps he could get going. Of course, you know, Aldama at 4,600, uh, you know, he'd have what I consider to be fairly stable minutes as well. Not showing the upside like he did early in the season, but against Portland, I'm willing to take some chances here. But those are the guys I would be looking at. And uh, John Moran, as long as he's completely healthy at 10-3, I'd be willing to roll the dice on him. We saw big games from him earlier this season, and this could definitely be a spot for a big game at Portland. Yeah, I agree. Memphis just really isn't playing fantastic defense this year. I think, you know, Anthony Simons has a chance to go ballistic uh, again here. Uh, I love your call on Ja, you know, with Desmond Bain uh, being questionable. That That's a big one. Uh, just for Dylan Brooks' purposes and uh, Ja Moran's purposes here. Steven Adams questionable as well. Brandon Clark, you know, could smash at 4,700 if Steven Adams is out here. So this could be a chance where we don't get the news right away, but you might want to save some exposure uh, to see what breaks out here because you're right. Some of the guys you named are definitely uh, in prime spots here. Uh, Yeah, I don't mind that 10-3 tag for Ja if Desmond Bain is out. We will see what happens but that is some really, really big news for sure. Absolutely. Now, Jeremy Grant's not so bad sitting there at 6,300. If Josh Hart doesn't play, I would definitely have some interest in him as well. Yeah, that's and that's what I'm saying. Like, if these if these handful of guys are out, like, it really opens it up for us. Um, Jeremy Grant, like you talked about, should essentially have a, a pretty good game here against Memphis. Last game of the night. Pelicans and the Lakers. To nobody's surprise, LeBron and Anthony Davis both have questionable tags. And Zion does not. How how crazy is that? And he's 8,700. Man. I'd love to play some Zion tomorrow for tournaments. <laughs> like, where's he going to fall on this slate? I, I can't decide if he's going to be owned or not. I feel like he's going to be overlooked. Yeah, he probably goes overlooked, and this is definitely a spot where uh, I, I think he could get going for sure. You know, you look at the Pelicans, you know, they've got McCollum rolling. Brandon Ingram is still going to be out, obviously, uh, dealing with that, you know, concussion. And, uh, you know, these guys are going to lead the charge. And so if Zion's playing, he has all the opportunity in the world to roll here. Last game, 21-7 assists. Very impressed with that. And one steal. Uh, you know, now that we're going to look to, to really fill up the box score in the assist department every game, but was encouraged to see that, you know, he's picking up some, but definitely points and rebounds are where, where we want Zion to thrive. And uh, hopefully he continues to do that against the Lakers. I think Anthony Davis's price is incredible. He, he might be the tournament play of the night. That questionable tag sticks. I mean, he's 9,100. He's got real 7X upside at 9,100. Like, I don't think you're going to find a better tournament play at that price for ceiling than Anthony Davis. And I think he plays. That's my best guess. I don't know. (laughs) But I like the thought. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I I think he does. You could always build with Davis at power forward and then – just swap down to Zion if you get bad news on Davis before tip-off. 
Or, or you can play it like this. Yeah, yeah, that's the best way to play it. For whatever reason, I thought LeBron was like 99, he's 10-9. So, you know, giving up, a, giving up a thousand dollars in NBA is a, kind of a big deal. Uh, but yeah, going from AD to Z Dub, got no problems with that. You have any interest in Westbrook at 6,400? If AD were to sit, I think I would. Like, that's the caveat for me. If AD sits, I've got interest. He's been playing fine from a fantasy perspective. Like, I agree. 18 points, eight rebounds, three assists, a block and a steal, 18 points, eight rebounds. Eight, like, at 6,400, that's fine. If he gives you 40, great. Father time is so sad. You go back five years ago, and this guy was like 13-5 on some slates. Isn't that just crazy? And he was scoring 30, yeah. 10, and 12. Yeah. 30, 12, and 15. 38, and 12. Like, it, it was insane, man. On a bad night. On a bad night, it was like 30, 12, and 6. And you're like, man, he sucked tonight. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Exactly. Oh man. But we motored through that. That was that was pretty good. Yeah. That was pretty good. Absolutely. There's a lot of injuries that we didn't we didn't screw around on this one for once, folks. So either that's a good thing or a bad thing for whoever's listening. Um, <laughs> but uh yeah, I don't know. You got anything else, Chief? No, I'm good to go, man. Uh definitely enjoyed hanging out and uh let's help these people. Let's make some money. Let's make some money. Let's just let's just have a stud conversation quick before we log off. Um, the roundup of studs here. Giannis, we like. Blowout concerns. Luca, we like regardless. Great matchup. Nobody's going to play LeBron unless there's injury news to Anthony Davis. So Le- LeBron is... Le- LeBron? I don't want to play LeBron, but he's going to be like 5% chief. Like, we, like, seriously, right? Like... Can he have a 60-point game if Davis is active? Maybe, but not likely, right? Yeah, maybe, but not likely, I think, is the, the correct the correct phrase. Do you play Jaw at 10-3 if Desmond Bain is active? No. Do you play him if Desmond Bain is out? Yes. So if Desmond well, I Bain think, is I think you, So let me say this. I think you can play Jaw regardless. But I'm less likely to play him with Bane in. I could see us totally getting like Van Fleet news and everyone wants to play Siakam and George and like maybe Giannis doesn't get the ownership he should. Um yeah. we know Luca will definitely carry what 15, 25%, even on a big yeah, slate. Should. Yeah. So I would say, you know, Tatum, LeBron Tatum and and probably Trey Young are going to be the three guys in this upper echelon of prices that no one is really going to play. Like, do you feel the same way? Yeah, I, I think I can roll with that because the other thing too is even even with LeBron's price, last game of the night, people want instant gratification. I talk about that a lot. The later it gets, the lower the ownership tends to get too. So um, there you have it. Yeah, um, if the right news breaks again, you know, Siakam would be a fantastic play. And, um, you know, I wouldn't mind starting my build, you know, if I'm looking at studs to try to figure out a way to get Siakam and Paul George together. Uh, Sounds pretty good to me. I don't know about you, Chief. Yeah, man. I love it. 
I love it. All right, we're closing up shop. Thanks for tuning in. We will be back in a couple days here. Uh, once again, that was the Roto-Grinders NBA Morning Grind. For the Chief Will Priester, I'm the Luch, Justin Carlucci. Have a good day, everybody, and good luck.